Welcome new community. We miss seeing you in person, but hope you enjoy today's podcast. For the next few Sundays, we'll be welcoming a conversation about questions and how we can best practice the presence through questioning. As we begin this discussion, we're looking to answer any questions you might have. This includes anything we have missed through this series or topics you'd like more clarity on. All questions are welcome. None are off limits. Please send them our way to staff at new-community.com. We give thanks to the God of interruptions who breaks through our scheduled routines, our endless to-do lists, and comes to us in the form of our neighbor. Break through our efficiency, our schedules, our fear, so that we might hear your call to look beyond ourselves and awaken in us the overwhelming desire to see what would happen if we loved our neighbors, not just because of who they were or for what we could get from them, but because you love them just like you love us. Lord, you have said that to truly love you, then I must also love my neighbor. I confess that I have not always done this. Loving my neighbor takes effort and can be difficult, especially when we disagree. Yet in overcoming those difficulties, may it be possible to see the miracle of your extravagant love of someone like me, that I may in turn love my neighbor. Teach us to love, Lord, as you have loved us, that this world might be a better neighborhood in which to live and share. Join me in this morning's scripture reading from Matthew 25. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me.
Hello, new community. I am so glad that you are here or wherever you are, actually. Um, this is Julie, and I get to share with you the next part of our Practicing the Presence series. Uh, today, we are talking about practicing the presence of God through loving your neighbor. And I think this is a pretty appropriate time to talk about this. Uh, the world is pretty intense right now. But the truth is, the world has been pretty intense for a lot of people for a very, very long time. There are a lot of hurting people, a lot of people practicing hurting your neighbor versus loving them, to say the least. I know I have felt ill-equipped at times and also overwhelmed as to what my role is in everything going on, because truly there are some really big and really important things that we can and should be doing. And there's a lot of change and learning and action that needs to happen in each of us. And not just for a few days and months, but for day after day after day and for the long haul. And as I've been processing and learning, and as I've been thinking about this message of what it means when Jesus says to love your neighbor, what does this mean today and right now? And as I thought about that, I have felt a huge weight in that statement. While also simultaneously, I have been reminded that there is also a beautiful simplicity in what it means to love your neighbor and love them well. And just to set the expectation, I'm not attempting to solve all of the big issues that we have going on in this short podcast. My goal today is to simply remind us that loving your neighbor is something that we are all called to do in our day-to-day -day lives. And at times, it may be hard or inconvenient or may require sacrifice, but often it isn't complicated. So go ahead and pause the podcast for a second and go grab your Bible really quick. And then once you have it, open up to Mark 12, 28 with me and read. Mark 12, 28 through 31 says this. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? And then Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. No other commandment greater than these. Love God and love your neighbor. It's pretty straightforward. Sometimes though, we do try and make it more complicated than it needs to be. Uh, if you turn to Luke 10, there's a lawyer in this, and we can be pretty similar to the lawyer. He asks Jesus a question that is so similar to questions that I ask sometimes. And he says, okay, so you say, love my neighbor. And in my head, I'm like, okay, I wanna get this right. I wanna check it off my list. I wanna do the right thing. And so, so Jesus, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus goes on to respond with the parable of the Good Samaritan. And here it is. It says, But he, the lawyer, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, 
when he came to the place and saw him passed by on the other side as well. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his words, his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper saying, take care of him and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, he said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Now, when I was a kid, the main lesson that was often taught was that Jesus, when Jesus shared this parable was to show that the neighbor was the one who is hurt on the side of the road and that all three people should have stopped to care for his neighbor because we should love all people despite our differences, which that's a great lesson. And I think we should all love all people despite our differences. Absolutely. But there is more to this parable. Jesus did his Jesus thing here and answers the lawyer's question with another question and turns it upside down on him. Because simply asking, who is my neighbor, is too limiting of a question. It's basically saying you're missing the point of the command and getting lost in the particulars. In verse 36, Jesus asks, which one of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? And that's when the lawyer replied, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, you go and do likewise. So the lawyer's saying, well, who's my neighbor? Who am I supposed to love? But Jesus is saying, the real question is, who are you? Are you someone who is a neighbor to others? Are you someone who shows mercy to others? Are you someone who loves others? There is not one specific neighbor. There's not one specific group of people we are supposed to love and others that we are not. As followers of Christ, we are called to love all people and love them well. As followers of Christ, we are called to show mercy and grace and deep care and concern for others. As followers of Christ, we are called to see others, to truly see them, who they are, what their struggles are, what their needs are, and to do what we can to meet them. I think this is one of my favorite characteristics of Jesus. Jesus loves people by truly seeing them. It is more than just meeting basic needs. He sees people and people are known in his presence. Jesus shows us how to do this over and over throughout the Gospels, and he invites us in to do this with him. If you take a second, and actually this is a great activity throughout the week, open the Gospels this week and just look at Jesus's interactions with people. When the leper is waiting to be healed, Jesus could have just said, be healed, be healed, and be on his way. But instead, Jesus touched him, touched someone who had been shunned and separated from people and not been physically touched for years and years and years because Jesus saw him and his need to experience the healing of being touched, accepted, and welcomed. Or when the woman was bleeding for 12 years and asks for healing, Jesus doesn't simply heal her infliction, but he stops and hears her whole story, truly seeing her, sitting with her, and in that, bringing the healing of simply being heard and known. Another time Jesus goes to a well at the time of day when the only people who should be there would be people not fully accepted by the society. He then has a full conversation with the woman there and lets her know that he sees her and knows her. 
when the woman was caught in the act of adultery, side note, I believe there's also a man as well in the story, but somehow he didn't get drug out to be stoned. But when the woman was caught in the act, there are so many thoughts as to why Jesus drew in the sand and what he drew. But one of my favorite theories is that Jesus did this to distract and draw the attention away from her embarrassment and onto him instead. And then he proceeded to acknowledge her value and worth by standing up for her and advocating for her. There was also the blind man that Jesus healed by spitting in the dirt to create mud and rub it on his eyes. And that one, guys, I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure exactly why it needed to be done that way, but I am just going to trust that Jesus truly saw him and loved him well in that instance. But the point is, story after story, interaction after interaction, Jesus gets right up in there with the people. He truly sees people, and then he acts and shows love in a specific way for each individual person. In other words, proximity, seeing, and acting. One of the very definitions of being a neighbor is to be situated next to or very near to another. Jesus was with the people, saw them truly, saw them for who they were, and then showed them love based on what the person truly needed. But he had to be near them to do it. He had to put himself in the proximity of it, of that person. And then once he was there, he would see them. He would know them. He would sit with them. He doesn't come charging in with a one-size-fits-all. He meets people. He meets us right where we are at. Jesus sees us as unique individuals, shows love in a way that people will know they are valued and loved and seen. And the same is true for us. To love our neighbor, we have to put ourselves in a place where we are able to truly see the other. We have to take the time to open our eyes to those around us, to sit and hear someone's whole story, to actually be in proximity to those who are hurting so we can know how to advocate for them, how to love them, and how to bring healing so we can know what someone's actual wounds are or needs are instead of just bringing in one general message of love to people and then checking it off our list. And again, this may be hard or inconvenient or may require sacrifice at times, but often it's not complicated. Now, I know in this time, social distancing changes things, but I am going to say social distancing and quarantine is not an excuse to not be actively loving people. You can show love in really beautiful ways, even while practicing social distancing. And my challenge would be to start today. Try loving someone in a new way today. Who is right in front of you or on your mind? Maybe it's one of your kids. Maybe it's a neighbor, someone you've been avoiding calling, someone you work with. See them. Take some time to truly see them. See beyond what you normally see or what you're normally annoyed with or what is convenient to see. Truly see them and then act. Show them love in a way that they can receive it. Maybe it's as simple as mowing a lawn of a neighbor who's a healthcare worker who's exhausted. Maybe it's sitting with someone, socially distance, but maybe it's sitting with someone in their pain and just listening. Maybe it requires you to give some of your resources to someone. Right now, actually loving somebody Maybe not going physically near them because they are high risk, but you could get them groceries and drop them off at their door. 
Maybe it's reminding someone that they are made in the image of God and are deeply valued and loved. Maybe it is not speaking over someone in a Zoom meeting so that another voice can be valued and heard. Maybe it's advocating for someone whose voice often goes unheard. Maybe it's cleaning someone's house while they're at work. Maybe it's as simple as putting a card in the mail today. I can't tell you what the action of loving your neighbor looks like for you specifically, but I do know that Jesus said that loving God and loving others is the greatest commandment. And like Kevin said a few months ago in a sermon, love requires action. So my question to us is new community, who has God put right in front of you to love this week? Who has he put on your heart? Can you see beyond your needs or wants or desires and see the person in front of you or the person you've been thinking about and truly see them? Can you see them and then love them in a way they need to be loved? Because new community, may we continue to be and to become at an even deeper level, a church that puts ourselves in proximity to others, truly sees the other, and then shows our love through action. And I think, I think as we step outside of ourselves and truly love our neighbors day after day after day, when we take a moment to reflect, we will find ourselves in the presence of God. Let me close with Matthew 25, 35 through 40. For when I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. New community, may we be a community who truly loves our neighbors. Go in peace. May we look at others as if through your eyes, less judging, more loving, and seeing them, like us, as not perfect or finished, but as a work in progress that will be completed in due time by your hands. Guide us and help us to love others. We pray these things in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.